What is going on everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video. In this one, we're going to take a look at the best FPL forwards and we're going to try and cover every single price point. If you do end up enjoying this video and you want to see it from midfielders, defenders and goalkeepers as well, make sure to give the video a like and hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. And if you have been putting your drafts together and you want to get them rated, use the My Team tool on Fantasy Football Hub. It's completely free to get your team rate and there's a link in the description below. And if you want to sign up to any of the memberships at the moment there's up to 50% off again all links you need in the description below so we'll start off with the premiums and there's really not that much more to say about Erling Haaland he's absolutely incredible and I can't think of a single reason why he wouldn't be in your FPL squad so I'm just going to literally leave it at that when it comes to Harry Kane we often get situations in FPL where there is a great player that you know is going to score plenty of points but they just don't really fit into the current kind of FPL meta if you want to call it that and if you think about the way that everyone's setting up their squads right now they don't really have room for a 12.5 million forward so if you're asking me if Kane's going to get 200 plus points if he stays at Spurs it's probably very likely whether or not he's going to hit the highs he did last year I'm not so sure about that but in terms of game week one squads I think it is difficult to fit him in the only plus I can see over having someone like Mo Salah if you're going to go for a second premium is pairing Kane with a cheap midfielder might be easier than pairing Salah with a cheap forward forward as we're going to discuss later on when you start getting down to six million or below it's hard to find an out and out great forward so from that perspective Kane might be good but I just think for 12.5 million it's too much and obviously there's lots of talk that he might go to Bayern Munich as well also if you're spending that much you probably want to captain him and when you compare the fixtures of these two players the only week where I think you could go Kane over Haaland is game week five when he has Sheffield United at home and Haaland has West Ham away but everybody knows Haaland is still a great option for that fixture so having all that extra budget used for one fixture in the first six game weeks I just don't think it's worth it so if you're going to go for an eight million pound forward I do think that Gabriel Jesus is a slightly better option in game week one than both Ollie Watkins and Callum Wilson you can see there that they've all got pretty good expected goal involvement numbers the ones on screen are per 90 minutes from last year so 0.87 for Jesus 0.65 for Watkins and 0.89 for Callum Wilson if I was playing devil's advocate for reasons to go for Watkins or Wilson instead. I guess both of them are first choice penalty taker for their clubs. There is a chance that Tielemans might take them off Watkins because his record isn't great. But right now, we know that Watkins and Wilson, unless it changes, are first-choice penalty takers. You'd probably say that Watkins' minutes are slightly more secured than the other two as well. I think for what it's worth, when fit, all three of those will start regularly. But Ollie Watkins is less likely to be subbed off. With Jesus, you've got Enketia, you've got Trossard, you've got Havertz. All three of those players could play up front. And with Wilson, you've obviously got competition from Izak. They could play together. But if one of them is going to come off first, it's probably going to be Callum Wilson. But even with the penalties and maybe slightly better minutes for Watkins, once you look at those fixtures, I just don't see how you can't go for Jesus, really. Like, the two toughest games for Arsenal are Man United and Spurs, both at home. Whereas for Villa, they got Newcastle away, Liverpool away, and Chelsea away in the first six. And for Newcastle, we know they've got that little bad period between game weeks two and three, where they got Man City away, Liverpool at home, and Brighton away. Now, to be fair, if Callum Wilson also could keep up with points for the first four game weeks he's probably a slightly better longer term option if he can stay fit if he's always playing in that number nine role but like I said he does have competition from Isaac so it's not even a guarantee that Wilson would definitely start all of those games so for me it's Gabriel Jesus from the start later on in the season I'm sure we'll be changing through these quite a lot 
So just wanted to say that I have partnered with Fantasy Football Hub for the 2023-24 season, which you've probably already seen. If you haven't already checked them out, there is a link at the top of the description to use the My Team tool. That will give you a team rating for your current draft. And the best thing is, that's absolutely free. If you want to use some of the other features, then there is kind of memberships you can sign up for. And at the moment, there's up to 50% off. And if you do sign up for one of their memberships and you don't win your mini league, they will give you your money back. There's terms and conditions that apply for that all the links for that are also in the description below but as part of the membership there's loads on offer that can help you do better fpl all the optus stats the points projections fixture analyzers loads of articles and stuff like that so if you haven't already checked them out make sure you do all the links you need are in the description below so I do wonder if I'm pushing Nkunku on the channel a little bit more than he deserves. I'm not saying he's essential or anything like that. But to be honest, as it stands, I do think he is the best 7.5 million option. That might change over pre-season, but I think things are looking pretty good right now. Obviously, with Chelsea, there are a few question marks, but they've got a decent manager at the helm now. Pretty good fixtures, especially from game week three onwards. No Europe to contend with. You look at Nkunku's numbers from last year, 0.74 expected goal involvement. Even if that's going to go down a little bit, transitioning from Bundesliga to Premier League they're still extremely good numbers loads of goals and assists last year probably going to take penalties as well and I think when you look at the other signings and players they've got there might be a few more question marks over minutes I think Nkunku is going to be pretty much nailed so I am quite excited about him if you're going to spend 7.5 million there are other options there Mitrovic is one although there are rumors that he wants to leave the club apparently an offer has come in from the Saudi leagues I think it got turned down but Mitrovic is not necessarily happy about that we'll have to wait and see what happens I guess with him if he is at Fulham you know exactly what you're getting right he's going to be nailed on again he's going to be on penalties he's going to play pretty much 90 minutes every single game I guess game week three and four for Fulham aren't great Arsenal away and Man City away but either side of that you've got Everton away Brentford at home Luton at home Crystal Palace away so it could be worse and I think if he was at Fulham in game week one like at the start of the season you'd probably say he's a more safe pick than maybe someone like Nkunku but I think for the excitement factor I would definitely go for the Chelsea man especially from game week three onwards with Isaac I think it's just similar to Callum Wilson there's competition there for the number nine spot if they do play together it's very likely that Isaac will be the one on the left I don't quite like him as much there and then you've got those fixtures Man City away Liverpool at home Brighton away he's a quality player and when Wilson's not on the pitch he would also take penalties as well but I just don't think I can start him for game week one just quickly looking at the other options at that price point you've obviously got Darwin Nunez and Cody Gakpo at Liverpool I think whichever one of those two gets regular minutes is fantastic if Darwin Nunez was nailed for the first six game weeks he would be the best option the one that I would go for in this price bracket but I don't think any of us can say that right now there's just too much competition for those Liverpool attacking spots so that's why I've not included them on the list so for me it's Nkunku at the top would you go for Mitrovic or Izak instead let me know in the comments below look I'm sorry Nicholas Jackson I've got to be real with you you're the only seven million pound forward worth talking about that's why you're all alone on screen the only other forward that FPL priced at 7 million was also at Chelsea and that was Lukaku and I'd be very surprised if he's there next season whether or not Jackson is going to be an option we're going to have to wait and see how pre-season goes and how Pochettino sets Chelsea up all the talk I've seen around Nkunku is that he could play number nine he could play as a number 10 he could play off a striker obviously if he does play off another forward or plays as a 10 then there is a room for a number nine like Jackson or possibly Broyer because I would expect Bamiang and Lukaku to probably leave the club so at 7 million he could be great but I think it's very hard to call that right now 
And it might be that Pochettino changes things up game to game. So maybe he starts with the number nine in one game, perhaps Nkunku plays that kind of role the next game. So I just think for 0.5 million less, it might not be worth that for game week one. For 0.5 extra, I think Nkunku's minutes will definitely be better and he'll probably be on penalties as well. I think with Chelsea in particular, a bit like Spurs, I really want to see them in pre-season. I'm happy to have my mind changed. I'm open-minded like that. And for 7 million for a Chelsea striker, there is definitely potential value there. 0.64 expected goal involvement in La Liga last year. A few goals as well. We know that fixture turn from game week three. So I'm kind of semi-interested in him. But I think if I'm going for a Chelsea forward, I'd probably just buy in Kunku. So 6.5 million forwards isn't a price point that I particularly like in FPL. Not for game week one anyway. I'm sure we'll be looking at some of these players later on down the line. But I can't see me starting with any of them. With one exception. And that is Alvarez. If he looks like he's going to get good minutes early on, then I'll almost certainly have him in my side. Just like everyone else will. He's only 6.5 million. Great underlying numbers. He plays for a Man City team that scored lots of goals. And the opening fixtures are great. There is a possibility he does get those good minutes early on because if De Bruyne is injured and Bernardo Silva's playing on the right then you've got kind of Alvarez, Foden and uh, Kovacic who are most likely to play the eight roles so obviously two of those players have got to play and Kovacic is kind of new to the team so then maybe it would be Alvarez and Foden but that is not a guarantee that's why I've put him below Solanke and Aouane because his minutes just aren't quite as good obviously if something happens like Haaland gets an injury then every single person in FPL pretty much is going to buy Alvarez but unless we're sure about those minutes I just don't see how I can start with him I think with Solanke he was a great price this year 6.5 million feels a bit expensive for game week one obviously he's nailed on his underlying numbers did go up towards the end of the season he's on penalties as well but Bournemouth have got to play Liverpool Spurs Chelsea and Brighton in the opening six game weeks in the other two games are West Ham at home and Brentford away it's not ideal our knee I think especially towards the end of the season started delivering on some of the promise that people talked about at the beginning of the season and so I do like him as an option 0.54 expected goal involvement decent enough but Forest's opening fixtures are awful. They've got Arsenal away, Man United away, Chelsea away, and Man City away in the opening six games. Now, to be fair, the other two fixtures are great. It's either awful or great for Nottingham Forest in the first six. But I just don't see how you can start with someone like that. If we look a bit um, longer term than that, after game week six, you've got Brentford at home, Palace away, Luton at home. That's a little bit better. But then even then, it's Liverpool away. So I'm just not that keen on starting with any of these players straight away. And at that price point, the only other two are Aubameyang, not sure he's going to be at Chelsea next season. And then Martial, who's always injured. And I think if you're going to fill up Man United spots, then you've got Fernandez, Rashford, Onana, who should arrive soon, Luke Shaw, maybe even Mason Mount if he's playing a bit more advanced. I'm just not sure there's room to have an injury pro Martial up front. So for 6.5, I can't see me starting with any of these players in game week one unless Alvarez is nailed. So for game week one, I actually think that the £6 million forwards are probably better than the 6.5s. And with everything we know right now, I'd probably put Wisser as the best option his underlying numbers are pretty respectable 0.44 expecting goal involvement per 90 outside of a couple of game weeks Brentford's fixtures are pretty good right up until about game weeks 9 or 10 and with no Tony available Wisser should be pretty much nailed now obviously the transfer window is open for a little while yet Brentford may well sign another forward that could muddy the waters a little bit but right now his minutes look like they're going to be pretty good along with Mbomo as well but obviously he's 0.5 million less and he takes 
takes up a forward slot which are a little bit harder to fill. I know some people have speculated that Wisser might be on penalties, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be in Bomber. But let's wait and see if we get any indication throughout pre-season. I've put Ferguson second because in terms of underlying numbers, he's one of the best at this price point, 0.62 per 90 minutes. It is worth saying he very rarely gets to 90 minutes. I think it only happened once in the league last year. I know he's another year older now, more experience, etc. I still think he's probably going to be managed, not necessarily straight away, because there's no cup competitions and stuff like that. But once Europa League starts, I'm not sure that Ferguson's going to be playing week in, week out. That's the thing that worries me. And it's not even just that. They've got so many options, right? Even if you think João Pedro is going to play as a number 10 or off the left or something like that, you've still got Undav and Welbeck that can also play number 9. Ferguson might be the best of the lot. It doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to play every single week. So for the first few game weeks, he's probably going to be pretty decent. After that, I do just worry. And also, Brighton's fixtures, if you have a quick look at them, and look, they're a great attack, so you probably shouldn't worry too much. First three, not bad. Luton at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home. After that, it's Newcastle, Man United. Bournemouth is pretty good, but then it's Villa away, Liverpool at home, Man City away. So for the long run, they're not even that great fixture-wise anyway. So... I don't know. I'm always a little bit wary about whether I've got it wrong because I'm not that keen on Ferguson. A lot of people are. But I've put him second because I just think Calvert-Lewin's injuries right now are a bit of a concern. Obviously, we're still in preseason. We'll have to wait and see what's going to happen. But um, we did see one of the coaches talk about him, how they want to get him fit fit. It's not about a rush to get him ready for game week one. They want to make sure he's properly ready for a run in the side. So he's not even guaranteed to be available for game week one. If he is, I think given past performances and we are talking like two three seasons ago now and the fixtures Everton have got and the fact he'd be on penalties he'd probably be my number one choice but not right now I'm far too worried to kind of put him at the top so I'm going to go for Wissa in terms of the other players at this price point you've got Welbeck also at Brighton but I just think Ferguson will be ahead of him in the pecking order and then you've got the three West Ham players, Antonio, Ings, and Skamaka. I'd be surprised if all three are at the club next year. Maybe Antonio will go. I don't know. Lots of people are saying that Skamaka might be first choice. So for six million, he could be a pretty good option. But I'd want to know for sure that he's first choice. And I'd probably want to wait until they have better fixtures. If you look at the first six, Chelsea at home, Brighton away, Man City at home, and Liverpool away. Other two games are Bournemouth and Luton away, which are decent enough. But there's too many bad fixtures in there for me from West Ham. So if I'm going to go for a six million right now, it's Wissa. But I could easily be persuaded to go for Ferguson or Calvert-Lewin instead. So I think for forwards, once you get to 5.5 million or below, there's a lot more question marks about exactly who the best option is. So I'm going to try and cover as many players as possible. For the 5.5s in particular, I've got Morris at Luton, João Pedro who's now at Brighton, and then the Sheffield United striker. And I think you say his name, NDIA? Something similar to that. Have I got it right? Have I got it wrong? Let me know in the comments below. Before Luton's fixture against Burnley in game week two was postponed, I think Morris probably was the standout 5.5 because he's one of the only players you can guarantee minutes from. And he's probably on penalties as well. I've seen some people speculate that might not be the case, but I think he probably is. Again, Luton fans, if that's wrong, let me know in the comments below. I mean, they're probably not going to get that many, but it's still something nice to have in your locker. With that postponement in game week two, it is frustrating because in the first three game weeks, it's now Brighton away, blank, 
Chelsea away, which isn't great. You could bench him, of course, as well, if you've got someone to come on instead, especially like a cheap defender. A lot of people are going to put Rico Henry on their bench, for example. So it's not a deal breaker. And I think if he is one of the only players you can guarantee minutes from, he's probably worth looking at if you've only got 5.5 million to spend. But it is a bit annoying he doesn't play in game week two. With João Pedro, with the fixtures that Brighton have got and the amount of goals they score, I think a lot of people will jump on him if the minutes are good. I just don't know how we can guarantee that right now. I've seen some people say that you know, they spent a good amount of money on him, so he's going to be nailed on. But Premier League teams have got so much money these days, I don't think that matters a huge amount. And obviously, we don't know what position he's going to play. If he plays as a number nine, well, you've got Ferguson, Welbeck, Undav. If he plays as a number 10, and CISO can play there as well, some people are speculating he might play off the left. But then you've got Matoma, who was fantastic last season. I guess if he can be used in multiple roles, maybe that's a good thing. But there's so many, so much competition, it's just really hard to say. So if he's nailed on for 5.5 million, a lot of people will go to him as the forward to have at that price. But I just think it's too hard to say right now. We're going to have to wait and see what happens in pre-season. I think with um, NDIA... I forgot that right. Probably not. I did. I watched a YouTube video before I started recording to try and get it correct. Um, there are rumours that he might transfer out of Sheffield United, so that's something to keep an eye on. If he is at the club in game week one, the opening four fixtures outside of Man City at home aren't that bad. They don't have a blank or anything like that, and his underlying numbers compared to Morris were pretty comparable. Did score quite a few goals and assists last year as well. So I think because of the blank, if I had to play that player every week he might be the one that I would go to. If you look at the other options at 5.5, Inketi is not going to get much game time while Jesus is fit, and they've got loads of players that can play in that number nine role. Undav is a similar situation to Welbeck, Ferguson, João Pedro, so much competition. Maybe one of the Burnley uh, forwards, Jay Rodriguez or obviously Wout Veghorst, I think given how Veghorst did for Man United last year, a lot of people would probably be put off going for him. I think Jay Rodriguez is also penalty taker for Bernie. So if he's going to get regular minutes, maybe you look at him. But obviously you've got a similar situation to Morris that they don't play in game week one. So first four fixtures are now Man City at home, blank. Villa at home and Spurs at home. It's not necessarily great. I guess three home games in four is not bad, but it's not something I would kind of get too excited about. Uh, Edouard at Crystal Palace, not nailed on, doesn't start every single game. You've got McBurney at Sheffield United as well. And then I guess talked a lot about seeing what happens in pre-season with Spurs and Chelsea but maybe for some of the other teams it'd be nice to know for Wolves who's going to be first choice forward there they got quite a few options Fabio Silva Jimenez as well and there's a few fives that we're going to talk about in a minute so I think as it stands Morris is probably the best option even with the blank João Pedro possibly because he plays for such a good team but like I said 5.5 there's a lot of question marks with them so I'm going to end with the five million pound forwards because at the time recording we can't guarantee minutes for any of the four point fives and if that does change i'll just cover it in other videos anyway i know that people are hopeful that balogun will move from arsenal to another premier league club but that isn't guaranteed so i'm just going to stick to the five million pound players the one most likely to get minutes is probably adebayo at luton as long as they continue to play with two up front him and morris should be that too his underlying numbers are pretty comparable he obviously costs 0.5 million less i think the Blank in game week two is less of an issue because anyone looking at a five million pound forward is probably for the bench not to play every single week. And it's probably for those on a 4 4 2 formation that want a little bit of extra security on the bench because they're also going to have a cheap midfielder. I think if you're playing a 3 5 2, 
you're going to have two defenders on the bench. So having that 4.5 million dud isn't so much of an issue. So Adebayo for minutes looks pretty good. I wouldn't massively worry about the blank for him. With Vinicius, that obviously all depends on Mitrovic. Like I've already mentioned, there are rumours that he wants to leave. Whether or not Fulham will let that happen, whether or not it's true, we'll have to wait and see. But if he does go and they don't sign anyone else, Vinicius would surely then become first choice. His underlying numbers are not that exciting, but last year, when Mitrovic was suspended and Vinicius was playing more regularly, he did start to look a little bit better. And again, this would just be a player for the bench for the most part. So if he was nailed on to, to get minutes, he would then look like an excellent option and definitely someone that I would think about. It would maybe even be enough for me to kind of start thinking about possibly going to a different formation. Morpé is similar to Vinicius, where he's only really going to get minutes if someone else isn't playing. And that is, of course, Calvert-Lewin. And I've already mentioned that he uh, might have injury concerns and stuff like that if he's not available the only other out and out number nine they have I think is more pay because Sims has gone now as well that being said Damari Gray has been used in that position so even if Calvert-Lewin is out it wouldn't guarantee more pay minutes so I'd have to see him playing regularly in pre-season to even think about that so that's just one if Calvert-Lewin is maybe out for a while in terms of other options at this price point the, the few that I've seen people mention is Broya at Chelsea. What if he's first choice number nine ahead of Jackson if Nkunku's playing in a different position? If he is, everyone's going to go out and buy him. He would be an absolutely ridiculous price. We'll have to say, wait and see what happens at Chelsea. Um, players like kind of Mateta, they're not necessarily nailed on. Similar with Edouard. They do, like, sometimes they'll play, like, a couple of games in a row, then they miss one out or they'll come off early. So I'm a little bit worried about Crystal Palace forwards. But if one of them was nailed given the amount of goals they scored when Roy Hodgson came in, that would be worth looking at. And the other one, if I can find him here, is Kleidzic at Wolves. Now, he came to them last year and had a really bad injury, so didn't play. And he is coming back from that injury now. The problem is it was a terrible injury. I think it was an ACL or something like that. So even if he's back, surely they're going to manage him. And obviously, we don't know who's first choice Wolves striker yet. But before he came to Wolves, he did have a pretty good record. So I think there is... Excitement is probably the wrong word, but if he does end up being first choice and he does kind of prove his fitness and the injury is not looking that bad or anything like that, or the recovery from the injury, then for five million he could be a good option as well. Again, the fixtures are not fantastic for Wolves. They've got Man United, Brighton, Liverpool, and Man City in the first seven. But we go back to that point that this is a five million pound forward to mostly sit on your bench. So right now. At the time of recording, the one I would probably go for is Adebayo. But keep an eye on Mitrovic. Keep an eye on what happens with the wall situation. That might be worth spending 0.5 million more rather than having a 4.5 million dud. If there's any forwards I've missed out that you think were worth mentioning, let me know down in the comments below. Give it a like if you enjoyed it. Hit subscribe if you haven't already. And check out those links to Fantasy Football Hub in the uh, description below. Sports Social Podcast Network.